Welcome to OCD Whisperer Podcast. This is your host, Christina Orlova. Here we will talk about all things OCD. For more information and to contact me with questions, you can go to www.coreresults.com. That's K-O-R-Results.com. Welcome to today's show, the OCD Whisperer Show. We have a special guest, Madison, who is a 24-year-old aspiring OCD counselor who has lived with OCD her whole life. Madison was misdiagnosed for 15 years and understands the devastating symptoms that come along with OCD, both physically and mentally. Madison also has a big passion for physical wellness through strength training and nutrition, which has greatly helped her maintain her physical and mental health. So when her OCD attacked that, it was a struggle to get back to the things that she loved when dealing with so much distress. Her hope is to shed light on such a misunderstood disorder and help those with OCD recover, learning that it's not a death sentence, but something you can recover from. The same way that her therapist did for her, she does this currently by creating informal educational resources on her Instagram page and through her Etsy shop where you can find her uh, OCD and mental health stickers. Welcome to the show, Madison. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here and giving um, a space for me to talk about my experiences and things has been, I feel just so lucky to be here. So I appreciate you having me on. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I I think, you know, one of the things that I um, want to do with the show is just have a good variety and flavor, right? To hear from as many different kind of points of view about OCD, because I think it is super misunderstood. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, and I just think that a lot of people, the more they can hear the different ways it can show up, you know, they might realize like, oh my gosh, maybe I should go get an assessment. Mm-hmm. Um, so with you though, you know, what caught my eye is a couple of things, but one of the things I want to ask you about is what is it like, you know, having OCD and being currently in process of becoming a therapist? And I, I think if I understood correctly, becoming an OCD, perhaps even specialist. Yeah, so, absolutely. yeah, if you can share a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. So I actually started grad school two years ago. So this was prior to my diagnosis. Um, I also currently work as like a recovery sports specialist. So like I still um, see um, people of all varieties and people of all diagnoses, right? And even doing that while doing my education, it was kind of this middleman of like, where am I supposed to go? Like, I don't really know what direction uh, of treatment I should go. Should I be CBT? Should I do humanistic? Should I do like all those, you know, all those different modalities, right? And halfway through, I was like, man, like, I'm just like not like finding my niche or like finding the thing that's like, yes, I really want to do this. And like, I had never heard about ERP or ACT really, ACT a little bit, but more like ERP because like in grad school so far, they haven't really taught like my, my education for OCD specifically was like Howie Mandel, right? Which is a great example. I'm not knocking that, but that's like the one that everyone thinks of. So it was difficult for me to think of any other um, route, like how would I help somebody with OCD, right? But then when I ended up getting my diagnosis and learning all the correct information about OCD and how it's so such misunderstood, so difficult to understand, hence why I was also misdiagnosed for 15 years see, after seeing multiple therapists, psychiatrists, all those things, right? But still being misdiagnosed. So it's like, once I did that, and then I did the treatment and finding out that it, like how it works, it's been like, just so eye-opening. I was like, after like a month or so in treatment, I'm like, this is what I have to do. I mean, my own personal therapist has OCD and I just saw how much that helped in my recovery because there were little pieces of things that she never really, that other therapists like that were trained in OCD that don't have OCD were not able to catch some of my like mental compulsions and things. So I'm like, I know I'd be a huge asset in that regard. Um, I will say though, it is a little bit difficult because of the fact that like, again, there aren't a lot of 
resources in grad school, right, for the specialization. I've even gotten to like not arguments, but some kind of like tidbits with some of my professors of like, well, you really should do like a variety of work. You really should for your internship sites because I really want to be specific about it, which I'm searching for right now. So it's um, been a a hassle because even them as practitioners don't fully understand what I'm talking about when I say ERP or when I say like, this is exactly what I want to do. And it's just kind of this question of why and I'm the one like educating them a little bit, which again, I understand that because not every clinician can know absolutely everything about every diagnosis, right? Um, Especially one as complex as OCD, but that's been a really interesting experience or flip within my grad school career going in, not knowing what I was going to do and now being so incredibly specific about it. Um, I'm just really excited to be able to continue to share that with other people, help my clients, help them feel understood, Um, as well as help other clinicians too, because of the fact that I've been talking about this with my other um, grad school uh, cohorts, with my um, professors, all these things. It's kind of this like aha moment of like, what do you mean? (laughs) What do you mean? Like someone is fearful of this or like, that's, what do you mean? That's OCD. What do you mean? This OCD. So it's just like, it's been um, both difficult, but also rewarding in that respect of like, I'm providing more education for things that need to be talked about more because you could be misdiagnosed like me for so long and not know it. And if I could give just, even just telling some of my cohort about it and if that can help them like find um, out in the future that one of their clients has OCD, that means so much to me. So Yeah. yeah I mean, you, you're honestly touching on so many points and it's making me think about, you know, even when I was in grad school many moons ago, you know, similarly, I, I think briefly, in like um, abnormal psych or some course mm-hmm. like that, you kind of briefly go over this. Um, and a lot of time is spent on, yeah, I think I, I remember hearing more about schizophrenia or learning more about mm-hmm. like personality things and mood disorders, but not not really quite, um, yeah, not, 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 it's not, it's not really taught well, it's true. And, and it's true that when looking for an internship site or wherever you go, um, it's really not, yeah, it's not really covered or discussed much because even for me, like I got licensed and I did a lot of trauma work and other stuff and then mm-hmm. kind of fell into OCD and fell in love with it. And then also yeah. learned later in life myself. I'm like, oh my God, I'm, I have OCD because, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, you don't know um, all the different ways that it manifests, right? It's like, it's li- it's really literally not just cleaning people, right? Mm-hmm. It's not just lining things up, I swear. Um, yeah. And then you realize, like you said, and I think that's one of the, the concerns is that it, it is misdiagnosed and it, t- it does take on average people. I think a statistic is 14 to 17 years um, before you, you know, actually get a diagnosis and you literally just, just gave a great example of how it continues to be misdiagnosed. And that's a big part of it is that we, we still don't have uh, better training on the front end for, for mm-hmm. therapists. Yeah. A lot of it's been looking me looking into resources myself. Cause again, not that, it's the grad school's fault, right? Again, you don't have time within those three years to be taught every single treatment for every single diagnosis. So I understand that. Um, But it is kind of on me a little bit to like look into resources or look into like certain things, like a site that I'm looking at specializes in like kids with OCD, right? So I've been looking into like, okay, let's look at some trainings that I could do to like for kids with OCD. Cause like, you know, it's just, there's not enough, um, formal training, I guess, like out of, out the gate. So that's why I also think it's so important for people that are going into it to like really look for resources on their own or as well as like 
um, see the educational pieces that you put out or like other people in the OCD community and really take, um, uh, take hold for yourself, like figure it, you need to, you know, whatever you want, you have to go after that. So I think that's been a big uh, thing with my journey as well being like, well, I might not learn this here. So I need to find somewhere else that is going to give me the information I need for the people that I know I'm, I'm meant to help. Yeah. And I think that's beautiful. I mean, especially if you have that clarity already now, like this is what I want, then yeah, I think it's even easier than to kind of target. Um, and, and so, yeah, if anybody actually does have that idea, go for it. Right. And if you don't, then yeah, you're going to have to kind of stumble along a little bit and try different things and, and find your way. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and speaking of all this, you know, one of the things that, um, I mentioned that caught my eye also is, so I, I love to strength train and work out and I'll mm-hmm. be honest, you know, like, there's, there's been just, you know, a lot of stress and different things, but that's been the one thing, at least for me, that definitely helps me stay grounded mm-hmm. and definitely, I could say, impacts mental health. And then I saw you and I saw some of your posts actually on Instagram that, you know, you like to lift and work out. But then you also mentioned in one of your posts how even though I love this thing, but then my OCD started showing up there. So I would love to hear from you a little bit more about, you know, how d- did or does OCD show up there and what have you done about it? Right. So... To understand that, I feel like I need to go back a little bit. So I had first gotten into lifting when I was 18. Um, and that was the time that I had first experienced like an OCD spiral that like was super debilitating, right? Would was not diagnosed at that time, did not um, you know, get proper treatment for it at that time. However, during that time I had um started to gain a lot of weight, which again is not an issue at the time for me, it was, and I can talk about how OCD has kind of gone into body image things as well. But, um, at that time I was just like, I need to like do something. I can't keep like doing this. So I ended up starting to go to the gym. Um, and mind you, I'm going to tell anybody here that does start going to the gym. Like you literally don't need to know what you're doing. I had absolutely no idea. What I, was doing. I would go in there, I would run a mile and then do the abductor machine for 20 minutes. <laughs> And I did that three times a week for like six months because I didn't know what I was doing. And I was just like, I just know I need to get there. And honestly, it just started like the aspect of the routine, right? Eventually I started to get more into it and really like it and really enjoy it and understand how to do correct form, eat properly for my um, uh, strength uh, goals, things of that nature, right? But then um, it was like one of the main things I think that helped me or helped me get through that um, period when I was 18 and like saved my life kind of thing. Um, and then it was really difficult last, I think it was 2021, October. Um, I had started experiencing like derealization for the first time. And that was the worst thing I've ever experienced. I hated it. Um, but anyway, that along with, um, like kind of like a cardiophobia, health anxiety, health OCD theme kind of come up with like my heart rate and stuff. And then all of a sudden, like every single time I would walk or, get up from the couch or like do literally anything. I was like checking my heart rate compulsively, all those things. Right. So going to the gym, like amplified some of those symptoms. I personally have never like had a panic attack. I guess I, I guess my brain just dissociates and goes to derealization versus a full on like panic attack. But I know that a lot of people have trouble with um, exercise because of that nature of like it, it mimics feelings of panic attack. And that kind of similar thing happened to me where like every time I'd go to the gym, I'd feel like my heart beating really fast, and like me being coming out of breath. I'm like, oh my God, something's wrong. Something's wrong. Something's wrong. Something's wrong. And it just felt like at that point, the first thing that happened is just super debilitating because this one thing that was helpful for me, this one thing that like I, all my brain would like, um, 
tune out everything else. Now was solely focused on like, okay, is my heart rate at 135 during this exercise? Because that's what it was last week when I did that. But why is it higher this time? It was just like this whole awful spiral. Um, and I continued on. I stopped actually going to the gym from January 2022 to May of 2022. I had, it's my brain decided to switch over from um, heart anxiety back to like the derealization type of stuff. And I was in um, treatment, right? And one of the treatment, one of the exposures I was doing was um, a compu- originally compulsion, like reading on Reddit, right? I had to go through like the derealization, depersonalization, like Reddit page and like read stuff. And of course I read one thing that had no sources, no nothing, just personal hearsay experience, right? That like, if you mess up your neck or something, you will cause permanent derealization. I am not on this podcast saying that's true. It's not fact. Most likely it is not fact. There was no evidence for that. But ever since then, it was like, oh my God, you can never go to the gym again. And I was already like when I had started going back and I'm like, crap, like every time I would do like a deadlift or every time I would do bench press or, or like a pull up, anything where like my back or neck was involved, I was like, I can't do this. I'd be like checking my watch or checking my strand. Am I derealizing now? Like, did it go away? What's happening? Like even, even to this day, it still tends to um, pick up in that regard of like, every time I go to the gym, I'm like, okay, like let's not try to think about like that. Not, not try to think about it, but you know what I mean? Like not um, given to those compulsions of like, we're not going to be checking. We're just going to the gym. We're going to do all the weights that we're lifting. And that's all we're going to do. We're not going to be sitting here trying to figure out what our heart rate is. Cause that still comes up also, also, uh, as well. We're not going to check if we're dizzy. We're not going to check if we're derailed. Like so many different pieces of the physical aspects that are normal things when you exercise, right? Your heart rate goes up when you exercise after a heavy set of deadlifts. Sometimes it's like a rush feeling when you come back up because your body just did a very like big exerting thing. Right. But in my brain, it was like, I'm going to die. <laughs> So I'm still, I'm, I still go to the gym anyway, because I do love it. And there are aspects of it where I'm like, yes, this is why I'm here. This is why I'm doing it. And even though it's difficult, it's like, these are the things I have to do. I'm not going to like give into the things that OCD wants me to give into, right? This is something I love. And this is something that I know is helpful for me, um, which again is exactly why OCD attacks it. Right. So those are kind of like my experiences. They're more the physical aspects of like, what can I, what can I potentially do to myself? If I go here, if I do this thing that normal people do all the time, something bad is going to happen to me. Cause I'm special. Cause OCD says I'm special. <laughs> so, oh, doesn't it always, right. It yeah. always says somehow yours is different. You're different mm-hmm. this time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love you and kind of I think what I'm hearing also though, is that some of that acceptance commitment therapy stuff, right? Like I've like the value that you're finding in this, that it's actually important for me. It's meaningful for me and I'm not going to let OCD take it. And because mm-hmm. of that, like part of the ERP process here too, is saying I'm going to continue. And even if this kind of stuff pops in my mind, I'll kind of let it be there, but I'm going to keep moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Cause that's all I really can do. It's like, there's a choice. Like you have a choice. I think I, I put on my Instagram, but I have like a choice point tattoo on my, um, that oh, I got. I love it. That's great. Things. It's my logo for my shop too. So for people that want to see it, but I created that. And cause that, that idea really resonates with me. It's like, you're at that point And it's like, I could choose to do something I value and like, that'll bring me towards what I want. Like again, a healthier mind, a healthy like strength. Like again, it feels badass to be able to lift the amount of weight that you can lift. And you like, don't think it's possible, um, which is another great thing about weightlifting. But again, I could just give a whole spiel about how wonderful <laughs> lifting is, but I could either choose to do those things or I could choose to like 
sit at home and do like mental compulsions and then again, feel guilty about not going and be like, well, you did the right thing. It's just the ruminative cycle of like, you did the right thing, but what if you didn't do the right thing? What if you did the right thing? You did the right thing. Yeah. It's just not worth it in my eyes. And I think that one of the most important pieces for anyone, whether it's strength training or um, any other thing that you value in your brain is like, you shouldn't do that or you can't do that. And you don't want to, like you physically are like, I don't want to do this. That was me yesterday with the gym. I didn't want to go, really didn't want to go, right? But after I went, I'm like, man, that felt so good. And I just had a much better day. And it's like, again, it might not help. I'm not going to lie to people. Like you might do something you value, it might not help. But what if it does? And it's like, I have a choice to either do the thing I value and potentially feel better or do the same thing I've already been doing and definitely not feel better. So it's like, choose which option you choose. You know, both are not going to feel great. So choose the one that's, potentially going to make you feel a little better, maybe. So that's kind of how I try and look at the gym now, even though it's rough to go sometimes. It's still like, you know what? I know this is beneficial for me. And if I wasn't anxious, if I wasn't in an OCD spiral, what would I do? That's a question I ask myself a lot too. It's like, if I wasn't spiraling and I'm anxious right now, what would I do? And if my answer is the thing I value, then I'm going to go do that. I love that. That's such a beautiful way to do response prevention in ERP, right? It's it's really one is anchoring truly into what actually really matters to me and is meaningful, but also like, yeah, let me pause for a minute. And if I wasn't in, if it was non-OCD moment, right? If I'm not spiraling, I love that. What would I do? I think that's such a beautiful way to, to kind of help your brain in that moment, step back for a minute, right? And kind of remember like, oh yeah, well, what I typically would do would be X, Y, Z. Okay. And then at least now I can get an idea of what that should look like. And then let me go and do that. Right. Um, beautifully said. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. I mean, I, I'm, I'm pretty confident anybody listening is going to resonate. Um, certainly, you know, that's partially why I reached out and wanted to talk about this because, you know, that's not my specific um, kind of theme, but it became a theme about a year and a half ago. Mm. Suddenly, like, so my mom, most people know, but, you know, I've been dealing with her. She has a cancer diagnosis. It's been just a rough process. And when one of the things that happened is I, I kind of got into the gym life too. Um, you know, help me regulate and just do it. But then OCD showed up there and suddenly it's like, oh, I have to do more. I have to. So for me, it went the opposite route. It was more like it's, 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 I, it's like, it was not enough. Whatever I was doing, I had to do it perfectly because I have perfectionism. So yeah. like I had to do it perfectly and it had to be like th- th- this amount. And okay, if I'm, if I'm going to push myself to do 15 pounds now, it's going to be 20. Okay. Now mm-hmm. it's going to be cardio, but it can't just be this cardio. Now it has to be yeah. cardio in this specific way. And suddenly here we go, right? All these rules and regulations that OCD wants to impose. And it's like, oh my God, stop. Yeah. Like enough. Like take a chill pill, girl. Like it's okay mm-hmm. to not have it be perfect. It's okay to even miss, skip a little. It's okay to not do a full, whatever, 30 minute cardio. Yeah, no, absolutely. Something that I've, well, all the things you're saying are resonating with me because I discuss like, again, the main things that caused issues with me at the gym, the things that caused me like not to go. But even when I'm not in OC spiral, I've kind of been like thinking about after getting my diagnosis in what ways that it's been showing up in like just my whole life. Like it's part of my, like parts of my personality and exactly what you're saying is what I used to do and what I still do sometimes. Right. I don't know what, I don't know if it's like an OCD thing, but like, I'll be doing like a certain amount of pushups. Right. And like at the end of the last one, my brain's like do five more. And I'm like, now I have to do five more like things like that or like you know same idea of like okay but if I don't do this then I'm gonna feel shame or if I if I choose even if I choose not to do it right if I choose not to do that extra five push-ups and you go home it's like you could have done it like what's wrong with you like why couldn't you just you know those types of things it comes it came up and like 
ways of weight when I had like, when I didn't feel like so great about my weight, which I have switched over to like the gym and weightlifting and eating and stuff more to like strength process, which has definitely helped my overall general uh, thought process about like body image and stuff. But that was a huge thing for me too, compulsively going on the scale. And again, at the time I didn't know that was a thing. Right. So I'd be like, wake up in the morning, go on the scale, middle of the day, go on the scale. Then at the end of the day, go on the scale. And at the one point, my fiance, my boyfriend at the time, my fiance now um, was like, we're done. And he like took the scale from me. He's like, here's a tape measure. The scale means jack shit. Mind you, it does. It means absolutely nothing for anyone listening. It's a metric. It doesn't matter. BMI is also bullshit, but that's a whole other <laughs> deal. We don't want to get me going on all that stuff. But um, yeah, so like that idea process of like, you need to do this because you need, because... Um, you want to look this way or because you're not going to be worthy if you don't look this way, or you need to be better than that person. Or like, you need to, you know, be better than the person you were last week or like, and it's just like this whole pressure thing. And, um, that's just been something that's been throughout my entire gym process as well. So I hundred percent resonate. I don't feel like yeah, maybe I do now. I don't know. I don't think perfectionism has been necessarily one of my themes, but that similar idea of like, you need to do X, Y, and Z in order to feel this way or to be a good person or to be like, actually considered a gym rat or like things of that nature was a constant running process in my mind at the beginning and still sometimes is, but yeah. So I hope that people that are listening feel better about that idea too, that like you actually don't need to do those five more. And even if you do feel bad about it, it's like, well, you know what? It is what it is because I know that I'm doing something for me versus doing something for all these other people or whatever else my brain is telling me I need to do it for. So exactly. And I think too, just remembering that OCD, it's there's there's really this kind of extremism, right? There can be this all or nothing thinking and 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 then it can be catastrophic in other direction. But the reality is it's not balanced, right? It really, mm-hmm. it really kind of swings things out um in a lot of different directions. Um, so, but I really appreciate this conversation. I appreciate the honesty and, and just, yeah, hearing your process. Um, so if anybody's listening today, you know, and then they would love to connect with you and find out more, how can they find you? So you can find me on obsessively strong. That's my Instagram page. Um, I came up with that while at the gym because OCD and strong, uh, I might eventually make more like gym content, but for now, OCD is kind of the forefront. Um, so obsessively strong is my Instagram and then same idea. Obsessively strong is my Etsy account. If you ever want to look for OCD stickers or just general mental health stickers. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to OCD Whisperer Podcast. If you have any questions you want me to answer in future podcasts or any other comments, you can go to coreresults.com backslash contact backslash. That's coreresults, K-O-R-R-E-S-U-L-T-S dot com backslash contact.